is episode 18. It's a Shemina, Two Quick Things podcast. I'm going to talk about money. Last episode, I said I'm going to talk about money. And low-key, I was smooth not going to talk about it because it just felt really vulnerable and out there. Not that I'm going to give you all of my, you know, I'm not going to say everything that's on my mind, but I'm going to start with talking about this year I have been like hyper-focused on this idea of talking and embracing and learning more about money, specifically in the idea of wealth, which sounds weird because it it just sounds weird to me. I don't even have a, a reason why, but I've been thinking about the idea of wealth versus riches. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, why is there a difference? Just give me money, like green money or write me a check or go ahead and deposit me something and then I'll be good. But I, I started to learn the little bit that I learned and I'm no expert on this. So if you're looking for a deep dive expert, get over that, but just listen for like real human conversation with myself about money. So when I hear people talk about like riches, they think about like, I hear them say things about like, you have like money on hand, it's cash. It's not necessarily doing anything or growing for you, but it's there, you have it. So it's not like you're struggling with it. Um, But when people talk about wealth, they talk about things like passive income. Again, not an expert, but they talk about passive income, money that makes money for you. So you have money, it's invested somewhere. And so it's making money for you. So you don't have to necessarily actively do anything for it, um, for the residuals to kind of come through. And I'm like, damn, I want wealth. I want money to be able to do things for me. If I do the first part, then the money is put in the right places to do the next pieces, which is really an interesting concept because uh, self-disclosure, if you didn't know I'm black, you should see the my bitmoji, it's black. So, um, which gets me to part of my first kind of pause or nervousness around talking about money is because black people don't really talk about money. Um, or at least most of the black folks that I know don't talk about money. Um, I don't recall any sort of lessons in talking about money or aside from like we didn't necessarily have it or like how do we do something to get more of it or to get enough of it to cover things. And so with that, it has felt like this taboo thing that we don't talk about because you just need to make sure you have enough. So like when people talk about being enough, it was about having enough to pay bills, keep lights on, get food, hopefully do something fun, um, save up enough to drive across the country to see family. Uh, And when I say drive, I mean drive. Four people in a small sedan driving through the southern parts of the United States, but that's neither here nor there. But it's been such... So I've had to really think about what does money represent for me? And how do I start to own that the power of money and think about it and save it, figure out what the hell like an investment is and how do you get money somewhere so that it grows more than that 0.01% that you get from a savings account from most banks, um, which is not much at all. It's not, depending on how much you have in there, it's like a dollar, two dollars. Over the course of a 
12 months. And it's like, well, then why not put it in a mattress? Like I could find more, more money on the street than I'm earning an interest from a bank account, a savings account or something like that. But anywho, I'm already off track. But yeah, this, the idea of talking about money has felt so taboo because especially when you are changing or, or you have a different maybe socioeconomic status than what you grew up with or when you go home wherever home is for you, that, that life looks different wherever home is versus where you live on the day-to-day and how you function in the day. So there's some, some weird psychology stuff that I don't know what it is, but it feels uncomfortable to talk about money. It sometimes feels uncomfortable to spend money. Um, I'm acting like I have millions. <laughs> Low key, I do not, but high key one day. So let me manifest that. But it's just, it's such a, like a cringe worthy, like you don't talk about money because you, maybe you're part of the haves. And when you, you come from not having much, anything more than what you have feels like the haves as opposed to the have nots. So that's been a squishy, I got to start talking about it. I want to get into this mind frame of talking to my friends about it, my family members about it, nieces and nephews about it, so that we're not afraid to talk about money and we're not afraid to ask for help when trying to understand money. I think that's the thing that really has sparked a lot of this is there's so much fear that we don't talk about it so that we don't address the problems that are there because we ignore the the mail that we get that's got maybe a red stamp on it that says final notice or we ignore the email thinking it's going to go away because it's such an emotionally driven thing. Um, and when you don't have money and you don't know what to do with money that you have, it can feel overwhelming. And for if anybody out there compartmentalizes like I have the ability to do in some instances, you can just put that in a box over there and act like it didn't even happen. Act like there's nothing going on and move on with your life. Like, I'm good. Like, everything is fine. And that, that can be a dangerous place to be in because you realize that those things snowball. They snowball in the wrong way. It's not snowball like you snowball debt and like you do highest interest or highest, you pay off the highest interest or you pay off the highest um amount that you owe and then you snowball it after you pay it off. No, this is the snowball where the balance keeps getting bigger because you're getting late notices. Your interest is picking up every time you're not addressing it. Or maybe you're paying just the minimum of the minimum payment, thinking it's doing something and really it's not. Um, again, that could be a whole different conversation about like regular person's understanding about interest and all of that. Um, cause again, I'm no expert, but I can read um, and I can listen. So I, I read things about money and I listen to things about money, but it, it can be a really emotional kind of stunting conversation. And so I'm working hard in my life and with people that I care about to start to talk about that. Like not too long ago, maybe it was like two or three months ago, I remember talking to a friend and we were like skating around like how much money like somebody was going to negotiate with a job or how much like salary you actually have. And then I was like, why are we like jumping through hoops to talk about things that are important? Like me, Black Shamina, it's helpful for me to know like what other people are out there making so that I can make sure that I'm not lowballing myself. 
Because when we don't talk about this stuff, we're missing out on, out on an opportunity to elevate each other. I can elevate myself, but I can elevate the next person who doesn't understand where and how to ask for what they are worth. Nobody's going to ever pay me what I'm worth, so let's just be clear on that. But if I don't talk about it with people, I won't know what the market is. There's lots of websites out there that say salary and this, that, and the other, but those are just numbers that people voluntarily put in. And I don't know those people, so I'm not sure if they're, they're overstating it or understating it. But there's, there's something that we miss out when we don't talk about that. We don't begin to normalize that. I'm not saying put a sticker on your shirt and go around being like, and this is my salary from the month. This is my net. This is my gross, et cetera. But talk about it with people that you trust and let's begin to elevate each other and, and push each other to ask for those things. Because closed mouths don't get fed. My mom taught me that a long time ago. And I, I know I say it, closed mouths don't get fed. Because even if it's a no, at least I know, is it a no forever? Is it a no right now? Or is it a no, thank you for letting me know. Now let me look somewhere else where the chances are I'm going to get a yes. You know, so let, let's elevate each other in that conversation. There's also lots of differences with, um, I'll touch on this briefly, culturally talking about money and this idea of generational wealth and what are we leaving down to our are the younger people or the next generation after us? Are we leaving debt? Are we leaving real estate? Are we leaving some sort of life insurance plan that is <clears throat> that has rules? Or I don't even know what an estate is, so I don't even want to say that. But does your life insurance have some sort of clause that says you can't just get all the money at once, or that you maybe you have to have graduated high school or be in college and the money can go towards that? Are we setting each other up for success in that way generationally? Are we, again, are we talking about it? Are we exposing our family members, not even the next generation, are we exposing our family members to accessible language around money? So don't sit down and try to watch CNET or C-SPAN and look at the ticker across the bottom that has all these numbers and fractions and shit that I don't even, like, a fraction of a dollar? Wouldn't that just be some sense? But anywho, are we making that information accessible culturally? So black folks, are we, are we finding people who um, speak in the, in the language that we speak in? I'm just going to leave it at that. If you don't know that, DM me and I'll tell you what that means. Um, or are we ha trying to have some conversation that's not accessible and then it's thereby designed to make fe people feel dumb about asking about those things? I'm work I know I'm working through some stuff around asking questions and, and trying to remove that part of myself where I feel dumb because I don't know the answer. When how, would, how the hell would I have known the answer if I don't feel confident enough or brave enough to ask the question? So what are we doing like that? So with that and black folks, what I speak from this lens because that's one of the lenses through which I see the world. What are we doing to promote that? Are we... Are we reading about it? Are we wearing our money? Are we wearing the labels or the really pricey things? Are we um, riding around in our money, knowing that the price of a car, the value of it depreciates immediately the moment that you drive it off the lot? I don't know the percentage, but you drive it off the lot, it automatically is worth less than when it was sitting on the lot brand new. So are, are we talking about those things and the need to, the, the need to keep up with the Joneses? 
I'm doing air quotes like you can see me, but are we trying to keep up with the Joneses with what we're spending? Um, I recently posted something on, I think it was my personal, uh, the non-show Instagram about um, saying that you can't afford things. And one of my friends reminded me, he's like, actually, you're really good at that. Because I am quick to be like, you know what? I can't do that. Um, and there's this guy, he's like, I think it's MJ Harris. I'll tag him in the, the notes and I'll mention him because you got to give credit where credit is due. He talks about that in a video, a little short snippet of a video. It's probably longer um, about when somebody asks you something like somebody asked me, Shamina, something. And then I'm like, I can't afford it. I, that doesn't mean I don't have money. This is basically what he says. It doesn't mean I don't have money. It just means the money that I have is not allocated for that thing over there because it wasn't planned for. Yeah, it might be fun. It might be X, Y, and Z. But if I'm trying to get to my goal of wealth and actually having money available and not living paycheck to paycheck, if I try to do all these things and keep up with the Joneses, I'm not going to be able to do that. If every time somebody asks me to do something or asks me for something, I just give it. I just do it because I don't want to seem like I'm broke or that I don't have money, or that I didn't budget correctly. And really, it's none of their business what I do with my money and how I do with, you know, how I do what I do with my money. But that can feel like a, well, I don't know, I, how are, what are other people going to think if I say that? Um, so it's, again, it's part of that psychology of like, what does it matter? Because none of these people that are asking me to for money or to go do stuff are contributing to the bills in my house with me and my family. So why am I so caught up and so worried about that? Um, ooh, child, I, just, I had to give myself a moment. This is probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode or there'll be a part two. But that's, that's one of the things that, that I have a hard time saying now. I'm fine with the saying no because I usually like to be at home anyway and not doing things that cost money or not be out with everybody and whoever doing whatever. But it does feel like a, an automatic, like, I want to explain when I say I can't afford that or I don't have money for that right now. There's an immediate, like a visceral, I should tell them because I don't want them to think X, Y, and Z. And so I'm trying to become, I am trying to become more comfortable with saying, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm just going to stay at home. Or like we can walk along the, you know, the water over here for free rather than sit down and go have a meal. Like I can eat at home and I'll meet you down there. I'll bring my own cup of tea, which I 100% have done before because the tea at home is what I already bought, a box of 12 bags of tea for $3.99 as opposed to one small cup of tea for $4.99. I've got tea for days when I can, in, at home that I can bring with me because I have travel mugs. I'm just getting on a train. I'm not going anywhere far as opposed to spend too much money at... Pete's or Starbucks or whatever the case may be. So that's another thing when you think about the words that we use and the feelings that come with the words that we use. Um, I have like three more topics on money that I'm not going to talk about today. So hopefully you will re-engage in this conversation with me. I'll do a part two. Um, ooh, I'm getting fancy doing part twos. But I do want to shout out um, three places where I go to get money information and how I get my money or how I manage my money in terms of budgeting. Um, someone slid in my DMs and asked, like, can you share your favorite app? So, um, and I'll put a link to this in my link tree. So if you go to my, um, 
the two quick things uh, IG page. I'll put the link in there so that you can sign up. And then we can both win because you get a free month. I get a free month. We can both win. I don't want to be like shady about it, um, but we can both win in this. So the app that I'm using that I got from a friend, shout out to Kareen, who is on another podcast called Gay Show on Birth, um, turned uh, me on to this call, app called YNAB. Y-N-A-B. Um, you need a budget. That's what it, the acronym is for. And um, you, you do have to pay for it. So that's why I'm trying to get us both a month free if you sign up. Um, when you break it down, it's not that much per month. So I'm like, okay. And it has already saved me um, money in terms of now I see where my money is as opposed to looking at my checking account. I look at the app just based on the way that they instruct you to set up your, the way your money looks, it links to my bank account. Um, it helps you to set up goals for saving. Like if you're saving for a trip, you can set up a goal so that every month each money goes to this particular piece for that goal. Or uh, think of it like uh, an envelope or a bucket. Every month money goes to that for that bucket or for that project or for that trip. Um, to be honest, you, you got to stick with it if you do it. Cause I was real frustrated. Like the first week I did it and I was like, F this, I'm not doing this. And then like a few weeks later I went down, I sat down and looked at all of the free, they have like 20 minute webinars. So one day I legit signed up for like five in a row so much so that the guy who was doing them and they're all online, they're free. Um, he was like, Oh, Shamina's back. Welcome back Shamina. Cause they're like 25 minutes and then they're five minute break and then they come back. So I was like, I have several hours just to be at home. I might as well learn something for free. And he was like, hey, Shemina, do you have any questions about this? So I was asking questions and whatnot. But it it also kind of wrapped my mind around like thinking about money. So yes, it was tools specific to the app. But then there was just some basic money principles that um, the guy talked about in uh, in those webinars. So you'll get all that information when you see, if you sign up for it, even if you don't sign up for it using my link, you can still get on the website and look at the apps to see if you want to commit to it or the webinars to see if you want to commit to it before you pay for it or go for that uh, first, I think 34 days of free, um, free access to it. Um, and then I also wanted to share that the money guru that I listened to that I've been paying a lot of attention to as of late shared it with a bunch of family members. Um, her name is Tiffany Aliche, but she goes by the Budget Nista. So, and I will share her information and whatnot because, again, we got to elevate each other and share where we're getting good information. She is a um, black woman. Um, I can't remember if she's Nigerian or Ghanaian, so charge it to my head and not my heart. Um, she lives in New Jersey. She used to be a school teacher, so educator, so understands what it means to be on an educator or a a feeling of not enough of salary and she just breaks things down in such a way that it's hard to not follow and it's hard to not be successful if you follow and can be consistent if you follow the things that she's mentioned on there and you're consistent and you understand start to understand and adopt the um uh delayed gratification I don't mean delayed like 50 years from now but like do you need that today or can you wait, wait it out 48 hours and see if it's still on your mind or if you still want it? Or can you wait for the sale that you know is happening in three days 
or do you absolutely need it now? Or do you want it? Do you like it? Do you love it? So those are some basic principles that I've picked up. She's also got a really thriving Facebook group, which I, I'll figure out how to link in the, in the notes as well. But that's what I got for today. That's, this isn't even like touching the iceberg because there's so many like small things that I've learned about money and my relationship with money and how to reimagine that and finances and tangible things that work because you don't have to start off with like thousands of dollars because if that's the case, that wouldn't be me. But, you know, starting off with like saving $20 a month, $50 a month, and watching that grow and being proud of yourself and celebrating those small wins, not celebrating by spending it, but celebrating like maybe I'm gonna watch this show that I was putting off and doing other things. So, ooh, child, money, it's so expansive. I will do a part two for sure. And it may be a part three, four as I learn more about money and finances, etc. But all that to say, you can find me on the interwebs. I am on Facebook and Instagram under the title, if you search for Two Quick Things, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud under, again, the same title, Two Quick Things. Um, Hit me up if you have other questions, if you want to know other stuff about my money journey, or if you have questions that are simple (laughs) for me to maybe answer about money, please feel free to do that. And I will holla at y'all next episode.